Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hope you guys stayed up for that one. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky with your post-game reaction show. And spirit of full disclosure, being completely transparent with you, I uh, did not do this after the game because it was late. That game went into extras. Uh, it is uh, 6 o'clock or so on Saturday morning, and that's uh, when I'm bringing this to you. So I hope you guys can forgive me for not doing this immediately after the game, but I hope you understand uh, at least a few people that I know didn't make it to the end. They tried, but they chose not to. I even had one friend say, I'm just going to bed because I know they're going to get walked off somehow. I bet he had a surprise when he woke up this morning, and I bet some of you guys even maybe had a surprise when you woke up this morning. <laughs> Extra innings when clutch hitting from your freshman superstars. They're not future superstars. They're already stars, or at least they should be in SEC baseball. And you got an interesting, really electric pitching performance from somebody that's been hiding. And I've got some questions about that. And, of course, the win. Congratulations. If you uh, wanted to go to a home regional this year, you're going to get your wish. Ole Miss gets to 18 conference wins. They are hosting a regional. Doesn't matter what happens today. Doesn't matter what happens in Hoover. Ole Miss will be a regional host. Go ahead and make your plans for two weeks from now. Go ahead and uh, get that Airbnb or or get your condo ready if you're one of those lucky ones. Uh, I say lucky. You probably worked hard to get to that point, but I don't mean to disparage those of you that can afford a condo, please forgive me for that. However, make your plans, get ready, full capacity, Swayze Field, hosting a regional, it's done. It is absolutely done. It was probably done on Thursday after Thursday's win. It's definitely done now, guys. You are hosting a regional in Oxford after a clutch win, a late game clutch win, not even just an extra innings. I'm talking about Ole Miss I mean, Ole Miss was down 5-1 to one going into the 8th and exploded. So we'll get to all that, but first I want to remind you that the podcast, the post-game reactions, are brought to you by ABS, Advantage Business Systems of Jackson, but they do service the entire state of Mississippi. So don't let that name Jackson scare you. They've got tech scattered across the state. It's not one of those things where you call ABS and they send a tech to the coast from Jackson. No, they've got... Text scattered everywhere. So if you need help, if you need office technology solutions, it's what they do, uh, you can get them anywhere. You can get them anywhere. Copiers and printers, mail machines, shipping systems, IP phones, document management, cloud storage, data security, IT projects. Office technology is what they do, and they service the entire state of Mississippi. Like I said, local support for every solution. When you call ABS, you will get a live person every single time. And those texts are located across the entire state of Mississippi. If you want an assessment or to find out more about ABS, they offer complimentary assessments as well. You don't have to pay for them to give you an assessment. It's complimentary. If you want an assessment or you just want to find out more about Advantage Business Systems, call 601-362-9192. 601-362-9192. Or visit absms.com. All right, Ole Miss gets the win. Eight to five was the final in 11 innings last night in front of a good crowd. Game was over four hours long, by the way, but 2,200, that's a good college baseball crowd, and they seem to be pretty engaged with it uh, as well. So um, true road atmosphere for Ole Miss, and uh, they were down late, and they delivered, but a little box score house cleaning 
if you don't mind. TJ McCants uh, still in that leadoff role, had one hit. It was an important one. Justin Binge also had one. Gonzalez had three. Kevin Graham had three and hit one that looked like it was going to be an absolute bomb. He just pulled it foul, had to hit the next at bat. Tim Elko hit a ball to Atlanta. I mean, he hit a freaking ball to Atlanta, and um, they even let him run bases last night. This is going to be the thing. This is what they're going to do with the DH spot. Tim Elko is going to be your designated hitter moving forward until late in the game, if the game is tight anyway, then he'll get pinch ran for. But we learned last night that Tim Elko, depending on the circumstances, of course, but he can stay in the game, is willing to stay in the game if need be. Now, he it looked like he tweaked that knee a little bit, trying to get out of the way of a pitch that was thrown at his legs. Not on purpose, of course, but the pitch that was thrown at his legs. Looked like he he did something to it, trying to get out of the way, but um, walked twice and hit an absolute freaking tank bomb. It's still a remarkable story. I'm blown away every time he steps up to the plate, but then doing things like that, just, uh, just mind-blowing. Uh, Chatney continues uh, his fall. He was 0 for 5. Dunhurst had a hit. Baker didn't have one. Uh, John Rice Plumley drew the start instead of Leatherwood. He had a hit himself. Um, yeah, just a sidebar, I think Ole Miss's best lineup now would be moving Graham to first and putting Leatherwood in the outfield. Maybe put Plumley in left if Leatherwood's more comfortable in right. I don't know. But I think that would, now that Elko is giving you starts the best option for Ole Miss would be to move Graham to first it's probably too late but to move Graham to first and have Leatherwood in the outfield I think that would be Ole Miss's best lineup because Leatherwood has struggled lately I don't like taking him out of the lineup though I understand it I'm not going to criticize that move like, like some people have and I understand um I don't like that but I don't know what else. If you're going to get Plumley some run, I don't what, don't know what else you would do. But you could move Graham down to first. I know he's not great at it, but I don't know. That's just me. Anyway, um, pitching wise, Ole Miss Derek Diamond um, he battled. He he battled. It, it was a struggle early on for him, and you know, defense behind him wasn't great either. He had to basically get five outs in one inning. That didn't help. But, you know, five and a third, four runs. You know, he hit a guy and walked a couple. The command wasn't great. But, I mean, at at this point, you can't expect much better. And you're going to have to win games with him right now with offense. That's just kind of how it is. But, I think if you would have told me that Derek Diamond is going to give you five and a third and give up four runs, then I would have said Ole Miss wins the game. So um, they're going to have to win games after Doug Nikhazy with offense, and that's okay. Uh, Jackson Kimbrell had two innings pitched, uh, just one earned run credited to him, but uh, he wasn't the Jackson Kimbrell that pitched against Vanderbilt on Sunday. Um, He walked a couple, struck out a couple, and hit a guy as well. Command definitely was not there. Uh, he did not follow up that performance with another one. Um, 
was disappointed to see that. I thought this was going to be an important weekend for him to go do that again. You know, I mean, he was great against Vanderbilt. He's really kind of the reason why they were able to win that game and hang on. And uh, I was looking to see him do that again. You know, if he can be a reliable bullpen arm, if he can be that guy uh, that they can turn to um, in key moments when it comes regional time. And Bianco doesn't really have a choice. He's going to have to throw people because he doesn't have that many. But I was really looking to see him have a different kind of outing last night. Um, Just was not what he was last weekend. And, you know, it's just one game. Maybe he looks better in Hoover and brings some confidence into regional play. But I thought this was going to be an important weekend for him to show that he can be reliable out of the pen. And he didn't exactly show that last night. But somebody did show that last night. And I've got some questions now. Where has Brandon Johnson been? Because I know he's young and stuff like that, and maybe he doesn't practice well. You know, maybe his bullpen sessions aren't very good or whatever. Um, how have you not given that kind of stuff more run this year? How how have you not... Uh, I don't understand it, guys. I don't understand it. This guy was throwing 96, 95, 96, 97 last night, locating well. He had a good enough breaking ball. He was shutting Georgia down in extra innings. I said he's young. He's a he's a junior college guy. And you have kept that guy basically on the end of the bench. This is crazy. So he looks good at the beginning of the season against Texas. Pitched again. Gave up one hit against UCF. One inning against Jackson State. One inning against Alcorn State. An inning and two-thirds against Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Tech got to him. He only pitched one-third of an inning. Austin P. Little Rock twice. Vanderbilt, UT Martin, and Georgia. That's all of his appearances this year. That's it. And while there's some up and down and give and take with with this kid and what he's done this year, how you haven't given that kind of stuff more opportunities when you have a, a couple of bullpen arms that don't have that kind of stuff, that have time and time again shown you they are not capable of pitching in the SEC right now, and you keep 95, 96, 97 on the bench without even giving him real opportunities in conference play? Somebody's got to explain that to me because I don't understand that at all. He was electric last night, um, was Brandon Johnson, and uh, he's a bit of a bit of a psychopath. <laughs> he's a little bit crazy, and actually I love that. Uh, I love that. He was... Uh, He's unique to watch on the mound for sure. He brings that energy, man. And uh, baseball baseball needs energy, and he's got it. So that was really good. Broadway came in and shut the door after Ole Miss did this. So we'll, we'll go to the eighth. Ole Miss in the top of the eighth. Justin Bench singled. Uh, so this is when Ole Miss was down 5-1. to one. You uh, McCant struck out. 
So there's one out in the inning. Bench singled. Gonzalez singled. Kevin Graham hit a home run, pimped it a little bit, and then Tim Elko. So that brought it to five to four, and then Tim Elko hit a ball, like I said, to Atlanta. Uh, just absolutely just crushed that baseball. So Ole Miss tied it at five. And here's the 11th. When Ole Miss took it from five to five to eight to five. Dunhurst singled. Harris struck out swinging. Leatherwood came in and pinch hit for Kate Sammons. They did all kinds of stuff. Leatherwood struck out swinging. So you've got a runner on first, two out. Wild pitch brings Dunhurst over to second. McCant singled to left field. Dunhurst scores. By the way, the Georgia left fielder, I don't mean to disparage college kids. That kid's got the worst arm I've ever seen. <laughs> they intentionally washed, uh, walked Justin Vince. Then Gonzalez came in. The other freshman singled to left field. McCant scored. Kevin Graham singled to left. Gonzalez advanced to second. Justin Bench scored. And then Garrett Wood grounded out. Eight to five was your final after Broadway shut the door. Clutch hitting in the eighth inning to tie a game and the 11th inning to win the game, solidifying a regional host, winning 18 conference games this year. Just good stuff. Really good stuff. The offense, it took the offense a while to wake up in this series. You know, they weren't great on Thursday night, weren't great until the eighth inning last night. But the best offense in the SEC did what the best offense in the SEC does. And they went and won a series. And now there's no pressure today at all. Zero. There's no pressure at all in Hoover. Zero pressure in Hoover. They don't have to win anything at all. Uh, Brad Henderson on our radio show yesterday said he wouldn't even throw Nikhazy. So he kind of echoed what I was thinking. You don't need to now, especially now. You don't need to. Rest him. If you get to the weekend, maybe you throw him on a pitch count or something, but I wouldn't start him on Tuesday. No shot. No shot at all. Um, it's a good night, especially if you were the Ole Miss slash Grizzlies or Ole Miss slash Predators fan. You had a hell of a night. Overtime in all three, essentially. I know it's called different things, but overtime in all three. So you had a hell of a night if you're one of those. Ole Miss had a hell of a night and a hell of a series, and we'll recap what goes on today as well. Uh, podcast is brought to you by LBs, just across from Kroger on University Avenue in Oxford. The weather, guys, is going to be pretty nice today. Some some clouds, but it's going to be hot, so the clouds might bring you some shade. Good day to get behind the grill, though, and watch some baseball. Do that. Get that started at LBs, just across from Kroger on University Avenue, and tell Greg that I sent you. Thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, I'll talk to you again after game three. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.